When a man had to watch his daughter die in front of him on FaceTime at the hands of doctors and nurses in the hospital, a practice, by the way, that is alive and well across America's hospitals to this day. They never thought he'd come back fighting, but he did. Let's learn how to do it together, shall we? This is the Dr. Jane Ruby Show, and you're about to enter Truth in Medicine. Welcome to the Dr. Jane Ruby Show tonight. I'm glad you're with me. Well, Mr. Scott Shera has been a guest on the Dr. Jane Ruby Show since his daughter Grace was tragically murdered in a Wisconsin hospital simply for being uninjected with the C-19 bioweapon. The murders under the PrEP Act that are still allowed to this day and covered with immunity continue unabated. But Scott uh, is on a mission not only to avenge his daughter's murder, but to, into saving the rest of us who may find ourselves in this situation. And Scott joins me now. Scott, thanks so much for coming back. Um, I know you have some updates, and people have been following your work. I, I just think it's fantastic that you've expanded it. Uh, not that avenging Grace's death isn't enough in this horrific situation, but you have some incredible things happening, and you also have an update on the on the case to gives people hope. So, tell us what's happening. Let's let's get to the update first. No, sounds good. Yeah, we have a lot, an awful lot going on, and you know you can't help expanding the story, Jane, because as you go into the rabbit holes you start seeing things and then oh another truth another truth another truth oh. and pretty soon you see things that uh, it's a, it's a much bigger agenda and you know anybody can do this if you're willing to research yeah i was not awake at all until after grace's death mm. yeah i i was a businessman that had a healthy distrust for our government but i never would have thought in a million years that our government is in on it and yeah. once you see these things and you see the documents and you do the research yourself you can't help but diving in and and trying to save the the rest of the people who are not awake so we'll start That's with right. the update on the legal case just to frame the legal case we filed a lawsuit against ascension hospital system and the five doctors and two nurses who killed grace on april 11th good and mm -hmm. so what happens after you file is is all the defendants. So in this case, the eight defendants had to respond, which they all did by May 15th. One of the defendants filed a motion to dismiss. That was heard on July 14th. And the judge did the, the extraordinary uh, thing at that moment, which is he scheduled a three-week jury trial. And we have, so we have the first jury trial in the entire country for a death wow. that happened during the COVID era. And that awesome. jury trial starts the day before the presidential election. Well, during that hearing, he asked us or told us to file an amended complaint to lay out our battery claim in more detail. So we did that on July 28th. And then two of the defendants filed motions to dismiss subsequent to that amended complaint filing so then what happened is the judge scheduled another hearing and that is coming up on monday the 30th 
of October at two fifteen in the in the afternoon in Appleton, Wisconsin. Okay, can we can oh, we just see, stop yep. for a minute Go because ahead. and and you know you you do such a wonderful job of laying this out. Um, you're in, every you, you do this every day, and uh, but but the, the rest of us need to catch up a little bit. And you've done a great job. So I wanted to back up and ask you a quick question. Did you say? that the main trial is scheduled for the presidential election day? Like you're talking about 2024? Yes, the first day. So jury selection will happen on Monday, the 4th of November of 2024, the day before the election. Wow. So we're expecting national attention finally with this story. And, you know, the ideal situation is every presidential candidate has to deal with this story. Because it, it, people don't realize it, Jane. That's why I'm so outspoken. They don't realize that this is an agenda. The 1.2 million American statistics of hospital murders during the 39-month COVID era were on purpose. So the <clears throat> presidential candidate should have to deal with this reality. Absolutely the, right. The, the the timing of the the jury trial couldn't be better, in my opinion. It it you know people think well that's an awful long time, which I get. But the legal team has assured me that that is really the fast track in a case that is as complicated as this. Wow. And um, the complication, to me, it's not complicated at all because I know the case. But, you right. know, what happens to you have to give the defense a chance to do all the depositions, the experts and everything else. And, you know, so by the time you get to trial, you've got thousands of legal hours and you've got many thousands of personal hours involved with the case. But mm-hmm. right now. Uh, the the case we're focused on Monday, Monday the 30th at 2.15 because of these motions to dismiss. So what we've been working on, so we as me and the legal team, is our what's called a brief in opposition. So we file our brief in opposition. We've been working on it since the, the uh, motions to dismiss were filed in August. But we filed with the court on Monday the 23rd our brief in opposition. And I want to read some of the comments out of our brief in opposition. Okay. And, and it will help frame our discussion as to the importance of this case. Okay. So and before first, before you do, I, I want to educate the, uh, the, unfortunately, I'm very well aware of these, the order of these processes. Uh, but I, I want people to understand something. Um, because when somebody files a complaint, it's a legal document, you're saying, accusing this happened and here are the laws and the precedents before that that guided other courts that became sort of the law of the land after that and then when they they so they've they've filed their amended uh, or their amended response right to all of that and they want it dismissed you now filed an opposition to the proposed dismissal and you your side has to lay out oh no no those laws are wrong for this case because of these reasons and these other laws. So I want people to understand I mean, how layered this is. And then the, the judge, in, in his or her wisdom, then matches the laws and, and makes a, a, a decision based on hopefully that. Um, so anyway, uh, I wanted people to understand this process. They might be able to appreciate what you're going to share with us now in this opposition uh, to the, the motion to dismiss. Because you've got to have a good reason to dismiss. 
right? This is what I like about doing interviews with you more than anybody else is because <laughs> your experience level, what happens is I get rolling and then you bring it, bring it back <laughs> down to earth and say, hey, let everybody catch up here. Here's what's happening. So this well, is it's I, great. I've got my audience in my ear. I, I just said this morning in a coffee chat, I'm probably the only or one of the very few uh, social media influencers that actually goes into my social media every single day. And I look at what everybody's saying and I straighten out the lies. So I understand where they're coming from and when they're struggling with stuff that, you know, might be a little bit more common to us because we're hearing about it every minute. They're trying to live their lives. And so, yeah, I want them to appreciate what you've got going here. And I think this could be exciting. This could be the first case that if you win, God willing, that shuts down this hospital battery and hospital murder that, by the way, for all of you out there, you're all at risk because this is uh, approved right now through the PREP Act and its subsequent amendments. And we can talk about that later because I got an update on something regarding that from Catherine Watt, who's a very prominent, not now, legal analyst that I hope you talk to her if you haven't already. So anyway, Scott, lay out the opposition to the motion to dismiss. And so because you mentioned the PREP Act, so we're our case is not dealing with the PREP Act because okay. it's a civil state civil case. So the PREP Act is a federal law. So that's one way that we we um, pierce the veil is to file as a civil state case in, you go. in the county court. So in the county court, that's where this case is being heard. Okay. But the case has national ramifications, and you're going to hear why as I go through this, because okay, good. what all the states have done is legislatively, they have put walls around these doctors so they can't be sued. And you're going to hear me when I explain this as to why the importance of this battery claim is critical to the case, because battery means intent. Mm -hmm. Medical mm -hmm. malpractice means it's an accident. Oops. So, yeah. All, all the state legislatures have laws that protect these doctors because when they screw up, it's all medical malpractice by statute. Okay. So we're we're that's what this case is really about is to break that barrier. Sure. So what's going on okay. here? So now this the, these motions to dismiss are really about dismissing the battery piece of our claim. We have five claims. And the, the battery is the most significant. So I, I want to explain the legal precedent. So what I've got, Jane, on my screen, I'm going to be looking, turning my head to the left. Sure. And reading off the screen because I've got the brief yep. opposition and, on my screen. And we'll so follow on the I, screen. Yep. Go ahead. What I'm reading off of is starting at the bottom. So it's 21 pages long, our brief. On the bottom of page six, I'm going to start. So six of 21 says, and this, this is the legal precedent that the judge has to obey in his decision. So it says, this is what our attorneys wrote. In analyzing the motions, the court should accept all allegations in plaintiff's amended complaint as true. So he has to accept everything that we wrote as true. The complaint is only insufficient if it appears to a certainty that no relief can be granted under any set of facts which the plaintiff could prove. So in order to dismiss this case, the judge has to assume everything that we said is factual and correct. And there's no chance that we can win under any legal argument. So we're setting the stage right at the beginning of the document that this is the deal. So, so what am I saying? Bluntly, if the judge uh, dismisses this case, he's been bought. That's the fact, period. Mm. There's no question about it because we have so many facts in our pleadings. We didn't just do a... a 
a pleading that just has a couple of facts. We have a hundred facts listed and we disclosed our expert in the pleadings. So, I mean, it is, it's a big deal. So then mm -hmm. if the judge has the case go forward, does that mean he's on our side? No, it doesn't mean no, that not necessarily. All. No, it means that he, he realizes that this case should be heard. That's what it means. This case should be heard and let's let the system decide what's going on, which means a jury of 12 people. All right. So that's the first element. All right, I'm going to scroll down here, Jane, and now I am on uh, page eight of twenty-one. Gotcha. All right. So, yep. what's again? I want to frame this that the defense wants everything to be medical malpractice. Why? Mm. Because the state statutes give them protection, and then they also have another layer of, of protection, which is their um, professional liability coverage. Okay, so they have medical malpractice insurance coverage for these type of things. So this gets to be expensive out of their pockets, and they don't want that, right? And the attorneys don't want it either because now the attorneys for the defense have to justify their actions versus right now the insurance company's paying for everything, all mm -hmm. right? So that's what's going on here. All okay. right, so I'm reading now at the bottom of page 8 of 21, and this is in our defense. So our defense of their um, motions to dismiss. Imagine a physician who fails to inform a patient about the risks of a leg amputation, but the patient does agree to have his leg amputated. Okay, so you can picture that. That means the patient sure. had, he, he was, um, he's agreed to the leg amputation. Okay, yes. But the doctor didn't fully inform him of all the risks. This violates the duty to obtain informed consent under Wisconsin statute 448.30, which that brings up another layer. Why do we need a statute on informed consent? We really right. don't, but this is what they do. And the, re the reason we don't need a statute on informed consent is God already told us what informed consent looks like. Treat your neighbor as yourself, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. wouldn't you want, you know, if you're a physician, you'd want to tell your patient everything that's going on so they can be informed, right? There, there, there's also a, a, a Latin phrase in the law, I'm not a lawyer, but I've heard it millions of times, res ipsa loquitur, the thing speaks for itself. Some things are just what they are. And nobody's going to argue, oh, no, I don't want informed consent. So exactly. let's, you know, let's be real. So good for good for well, you on that. The reason that. Okay. they did this, if you if you peel back the state statute a little bit further, and I want everybody to understand, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin, you can tell because I don't have an accent, but these these statutes that I'm bringing up have nothing to do with Wisconsin. This is a principle that they have implemented to kill us. Mm -hmm. So what's going on is when you look at the statute on informed consent, it has no enforcement provision. What it does is it turns over the enforcement of the violations of informed consent to the Department of Safety and Professional Services, which then mm -hmm. is has a medical examining board that hears the complaints. The medical examining board is made up of 10 physicians and three lay people. The so fox guarding the hen house. Yeah, exactly right. So this is how nefarious these levels go. All right. So mm -hmm. back to what I'm reading. Okay, so now imagine a physician who amputates a patient's leg without obtaining consent or telling the, the patient or the patient's family what he is doing. And in this case, removing the patient's power of attorney, that's me and parent from the hospital first. This is a battery. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what they're doing, we're laying out the difference between what lack of informed consent is and a battery. 
because they're trying to make it that the informed consent is medical malpractice. I see. Right? Mm -hmm. Of course. All right. So I'm going to read one more thing. Actually, two more things. Okay. So now I am at the bottom of page nine of 21. Mm -hmm. And what's going on here is this is laughable. This is where the attorneys have to justify their fee if the doctors are actually paying directly. So what happened in, in their um, right up to the judge, their motion to dismiss, they quoted a case. So these attorneys, you know, our system, our this this legal system is an antichrist system, by the way. Yeah, no and kidding. the idea of legal precedent, prior court cases is part of those shenanigans versus realizing we have natural rights and natural law. But in this antichrist court system, they have to follow precedent. So that means in their motions, they quote other cases to justify their position. So they quoted a case here called Trojan. And in that case, they didn't quote the whole the whole context of what was going on. So they used it to justify their motion and our attorneys are calling them out. So here's what our attorneys wrote. Defendants purposely omitted the underlined portion of the Trojan quote in their brief and then they reference their brief. The reason for defendant's omission is clear. This portion of the quote supports plaintiff's argument because it differentiates between informed consent, which is lack of information, and battery, lack of permission. So you see what they're trying to, you know, they are thinking that they can slide one through with the judge by not including the entire quote. That's right. And yeah, yeah, that's anyway, terrible. Okay. Well, this is, this is what him. goes on. All right, now okay. I've got one yeah. more thing out of this gene and this really puts an exclamation point on it so um by the way these doc the document that you have gene has got all these things highlighted i've highlighted them in yellow yeah so i appreciated you, that yep i can right, see that so on yep. page 12 of 21 um what i i'm going to read the the exclamation point to all this okay. defendants want this court to rule that a patient with down syndrome can be intentionally restrained intentionally deprived of advocacy and intentionally administered deadly sedatives all without consent and these actions are simple medical negligence okay major exclamation point i mean that's our whole case right absolutely subsuming battery under chapter 655 chapter 655 is the medical negligence statute in such a way would make hospitals walled gardens where any intentional misconduct would be treated as simple negligence. Indeed, defendant Murata, that's one of the um, uh, doctors, envisions a world where there, quote, is no common law claim for the failure of a healthcare provider to obtain consent that fails outside of chapter 655, end quote. In this world, an unethical or financially motivated physician may administer deadly drugs without consent for malign purposes, including making room for new patients. The physician's liability would be limited under Chapter 655, and even that liability would be subject to insurance coverage. I'll give so you, you see how bold, and we are, we are going on the offensive majorly. Here. Yeah, I'll give you one better. You could, hi, doctors and nurses under this, this stupid death protection, killer protection, they could be hired by somebody on the outside. Hey, I want my wife knocked off. You know what, Dr. Jones? I mean, you know, here's a, here's a hundred thousand. Um, cause you can do it. And if I do it, I'm going to go to jail, but you can do it doctor or nurse. So-and-so 
Wow. I mean, you just well, laid they've out. Already shown their, they've already shown they're willing to do that, Jane. And of course. I think one of the documents I'm going to show next is, is doctors in the fourth quarter of 2021. I think you've seen the same document. Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and I'm assuming all the insurance companies, they put together an incentive program to kill people with the jab. So a doctor in the fourth quarter of 2021 who could convince 75% of his patients to get the jab got a $296,000 bonus. That's right. Uh, That's right. And, I mean, and, and, and they were really nasty because they were nasty incentives because if you didn't reach the threshold, you almost you either didn't get anything at all or you got like 10000 but they get but you get 280000 if you get 70 that percentage. So they, right. were, they were blindly driving those numbers up in their own. Oh, it's safe and effective. Oh, my God, I got to the 70%. You know, these doctors need to be tried, prosecuted, and probably given the death penalty, to be honest with you. And they could do it all in one room as far as I'm concerned because they knew, Scott, they knew and they know. They know. You look, you're looking at me out there. You know what you're doing. I used to teach nursing. You know what you're doing. Every last one of these people, Scott, the nurses are not any less. You know, I took the doctor's order. BS. Yeah. You're all, BS. You all know what you're doing. Believe me, you know. Believe me, they know what they're doing. This is why it is this battery me piece even of more. our case. Yeah. The battery piece of our case is nas- it's it huge. Has national mm-hmm. implications because even even before the the jury trial if we can get past this motion to dismiss this battery claim it open i'm going to go on all the programs and explain that okay now doctors and nurses your liability your medical malpractice insurance doesn't cover you anymore mm-hmm. so you there's a stake in the ground nationally so hopefully we can we can uh... it's well put it's well put scott this is a great time for a break i'm glad you're yes. staying over because there's more to talk about and there are more things that are about to happen relative to things uh your mission and 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 what's going beyond uh avenging grace's death so i'm going to take a quick break here uh if if you don't mind and we'll come back with scott shara in just a moment i do want to make mention of my title sponsor is augusta precious metals if you've got more than fifty thousand dollars in your ira 401k you've got to start thinking about protecting some of it with physical gold and silver please call them today they'll explain to you what it is you can think about it at least have your informed consent to protect your finances call them today augusta precious metals at 888-836-1890 that's 888-836-1890 or click on the link below uh, in the show description and on the screen i'll be right back with scott shara my towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels you go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft but then you get them home and they wind dry you That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com Hi everyone, Dr. Jane Ruby here. Thousands of members across my social media 
have reported that the Triad Air purification products are incredibly effective at getting rid of shedding symptoms you may experience around family members and friends who took the jab. The Triad Air systems do not use filters, so there's nothing else for you to buy. The large unit protects homes up to 3,000 square feet. The mini is great for single rooms like dormitories up to 200 feet. And the personal shield protects you wherever you go. Wear it around your neck, on your purse, belt, or try the Go that fits in your car's cup holder. These products clean the air in your home of allergens, pollen, and mold using a pulse negative ionization technology similar to how the outside air is cleansed after a thunder and lightning storm. And you'll never have to change another filter. Go to airwaterhealing.com and use the promo code RUBY for 10% off and free shipping. That's airwaterhealing.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the second segment tonight of the Dr. Jane Ruby Show. I'm pleased to welcome back again to the show uh, our, our friend, Scott Shera, who uh, is uh, really quite a pioneer in bringing justice to these hospital murders. Scott, um, you, oh, I want you to just charge right in with your, well, last time we saw you, you had the flow chart, and now you've got medical the medical murders. Let's re-educate the, the audience and myself, refresh us, and tell us what's happening with that. I like how you, you say you charge right into it. it <laughs> it's, mainly the, it's mainly the coffee, Jane. I mean, I get all I know you can. <laughs> and you, you just get going. So That's okay. What, what happened was um, about three months ago, I was given this idea that, okay, I'm going to put this research in a flow chart. And that's what you and I talked about last Love time. It. And a great job drilling that down. And it's slide number five okay. uh, to, for people to review the flowchart. But it, in simple terms, what the flowchart was talking about, the title of it was From Chickens to Medical Murder in 120 Years, What's Next? So yeah, I'm not going to drill that down right now, but that that's how uh, this whole medical murder series started. And what happened was yeah, I've done about 2,500 hours of research now, Jane, and I decided to do some deep dives into further angles of this and put it all into a series. And so what I did was organize it into who, what, where, why, when, and how. So that's six parts. And then okay. we just recorded part seven yesterday, which is now what? All right. So now that you're now that your your whole paradigm has changed, that medical murder is in fact the number one cause of death in the United States by design. That's the title of the series, and then by design down into those okay. seven those seven areas. Scott, so by me... design is the critical word. Okay, so let's stay with by design for a minute, because uh, I know I can hear my audience. I I know their questions. Um, how do we know, and what would motivate people who actually 180 degrees from what they were trained to do, which is to help and save people? Why? Yeah, that's a great question. I want to. First, I want to just share a slide to show you sure. the lie that was sold and okay. how, how they bought into the lie. So you, first, you've got to realize the programming. Okay. So, you know, both the, the population is programmed to follow the white coat, and then the white coat is programmed to follow the government protocols, right? Okay. So when this whole scamdemic came into play, what they did, and this is slide number three, Okay. What they did is they they told a big lie to get this fired up. They said, hey, we've got a pandemic. The hospitals aren't going to be able to make any money. 
because you know the regular regularly scheduled surgeries and things everything's going to be on hold till we get through this pandemic okay so that was a lie all right, right. so right if if they if that was true you would expect then the hospitals wouldn't be able to profit off of a pandemic right well united health group is the largest player in the medical industrial complex yes, in the it united is. states Yes, they're, the it is. Large, they're the 11th largest company worldwide. Mm -hmm. Their stock price was $215 a share when COVID was announced. And when Congress illegally ended COVID, their stock price was $521 a share. That means they had a $300 billion increase in value because of the lie of COVID. So this is how we got into the lie. Mm -hmm. And then the okay. slide number four is what we talked about before the break, where the, the individual physicians are paid a bonus, an incentivized bonus to give people the jab. And then you said, why, though? I want to jump into that. So, so what did these people buy into? What is it that is behind all of this? Mm -hmm. And the, the, so in every, the first segment is who, who's all in on this. The second segment is what? And what they bought into is the culture of death. And so what I, in slide eight, I'm introducing the term eugenics because that's what they bought into is the eugenics philosophy. The, in, the eugenics philosophy has been around before Jesus was born. Mm -hmm. But in current times, the United States fired this agenda up in the early 1900s. Uh, Adolf Hitler adopted that agenda. And then what happened is as eugenics got exposed through World War II, the United States renounced eugenics. But that was a lie, just like they always lie to us. Because what mm. they did instead, through Operation Paperclip, they took the best German eugenicists and brought them oh. back to the United States to work on the program here. Let's take it to the next step. And boy, have they taken it to the next step. And that's what that's what they bought into. So if you envision the programming, and I'm, I'll give you an anecdotal story here, Jane, because it really helps you see the programming. Mm -hmm. And so about um, over Labor Day weekend, we we like to do things that Grace used to like doing. And so what, mm -hmm. we went to a demolition derby. And as God would have it, Grace's original pediatrician sat behind Cindy and I in the stands. And so we started chatting wow. with him. And he did not know that Grace was dead even though we have a local billboard campaign and he saw the billboards, you know, we're calling out the hospital, but he never even looked at the website. Right. Oh, so, you know, he's not there. He wasn't, he's her original pediatrician. Okay. When she was first born, not the one when she died. Okay. Okay. So now he says to us, when did Grace die? And we said in October of 21. And he says, wasn't there some antiviral available then like Remdesa something? So this is, oh. so I said to him, I said, how, how awake are you relative to what happened with COVID? And he said, well, three of the nurses from Appleton Medical Center advised me as to what's going on. I thought, oh my gosh, that's the blind leading the blind. But this is the programming. They have no idea. They're just following these orders. That, by the way, does not give them an, an excuse. But Good. That is, that is the programming that is going on. So they are, they are, um, following a eugenics agenda without even knowing it. That's how oh my God. people are. We Scott. think that, you know, to be a doctor, you're smarter than the average bear. Right. And, you know, <laughs> their their IQ is obviously higher than mine, but their sense of things Maybe is not. at all time low. Maybe not. And, you know, Scott, when you think about it, 
especially in America, America's physicians for the last hundred years or more have enjoyed this ivory tower, this, oh, oh, whatever you say, doctor, you know what? You, you've helped to uncover the fact that not only do they not deserve that, but they're premeditated and they're compensated murderers. And, you know, I, I saw a recent interview, I got to share this, that Dr. David Martin did with Tommy Robinson. And Tommy was saying, like, like many people do, how do these doctors do this? And he, Dr. David Martin, I've never heard him so, like, so raw in a way, said, most doctors are prostitutes. Yeah, well, that's, that's right on. You know, prove yeah, me wrong. Not a, that's yeah. not a joke. So go right? ahead. Go that's ahead. That's why and... I say it's by design. So anyway, that's what yeah. they bought into. There's a couple of other documents I think would be important for people to see. But and this... I should. Um, yeah, don't rush. This... We've got time in the second segment. If you want to, I know you've covered a couple things. You know, these slides are fantastic. So if you want to go over anything, where can they find? Yeah, let's start with that so yeah, they know. I'll just share where, where it, you know, so then people don't think you have to take your camera out and screenshot. So yeah. on Grace's main website, ouramazinggrace.net, there is a prominent tab on the left-hand side that says medical murder is the number one cause of death by design. And then when you click into the drop-down screens, you'll see it's a seven-part series. And then there's seven PowerPoint presentations and then there's seven monocasts, and then there's seven research um, outlines that give all the detailed research that I did to put this together. So all of that is on Grace's website. What I did for you, Jane, is I just took little glimpses of each of the seven sections. It's a nice highlight. I do like just the seven a, I, sections. I made a highlight yep. reel, basically. Yep, yep. Okay, right. and, and this is what we're scrolling uh, through, but because, okay, right. so. so. And slide nine is the first document that I saw codifying the eugenics agenda in the United States. And that Whoa. one is titled The Plan to Depopulate the U.S. So that is a really a critical slide. But then it became law with yeah. Obamacare. And I'm in slide oh. 10, I've got Obamacare section 1553 highlighted. I've brought this up many times before because this was the license, the legal license. Uh, so you brought up Catherine Watt before, I mean, she's she does a great job exposing this type of thing because they crossed yes. every T and dotted every I. And Obamacare really was the legal document that allows this euthanasia, mercy killing, and assisted suicide agenda. All right. So then, what I'm calling out next in the in the third section is so it, it's titled Where, and I've got it titled Where Mystery Babylon. And what I've done with the Mystery Babylon section is called out the United States as being Mystery Babylon. And in slide 12, I'm quoting Revelation 18.23, which says, For your merchants were the most important people of the earth, because with your pharmacia they deceived all nations. Yeah. And to give people a perspective, 71% of the entire world has been jabbed with this bioweapon. And as the recent studies came out in August, we know that only 5% of the batches were had had the killer formula in that. So I think we have reason? to okay, I think we have to be careful with that, Scott. There are a lot of different estimates. I don't mean to challenge, but there are a lot of different estimates. Uh, the number of people that have been jabbed could be higher to 80s, could be lower to 50, 60%. But this thing about there only 5% or whatever had poisonous stuff in it, we have no idea. I can prove to you that we have no idea. On any given day, this is why I don't want people to go, oh, 5%? I don't have to give a crap about that. That, that. You know, the chances are my whole family took it and they're fine. Got to be very careful. Don't let these criminals off the hook. I know you don't want to, but don't, you know, I don't know where that five comes from because 
there are a lot of experts I, I, that could take a stab at maybe, you know, it just depends. Within the same lot number, we have tremendous variability as shown by Craig Cooper and Team Enigma when they did the lot, the batches. How bad is my batch? You got a lot. The reason I bring it up isn't to let people off the hook at all. Okay. I heard okay. it from a, a Danish doctor that was presenting. It's one evidence. source. It's Just a remember it's really, one source. Yeah. It's just it's, one source. Yep. It's I probably, bring it up because, because of the fact that it it's in Satan's timeline. Yeah. So that's in in uh, the next the set the fourth section is why the esoteric spiritual battle, and what I'm exposing this is the most important okay, the piece, red the red the most important piece which is the spiritual battle of this yeah. this whole yeah. agenda. So when I when I first heard the five percent number, I thought, well, this makes sense because if if the satanic agenda is a battle for souls, which yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Satan wants to kill us physically and spiritually, but he really is setting the stage. Satan is setting the stage for the ultimate trap. So we're in the antichrist system right now. The ultimate trap is the false prophet system. And so he cannot release evil all at one time because it would be too shocking. So that's where I thought the 5% fit in into, okay, if, yeah, yeah. you're I mean, Satan and you're, you're orchestrating it, this, that's, yeah. it fits, but it, you're a hundred percent right. It, it is only one source. And it doesn't take away from, what you've discovered and what you've laid out because this algorithm, this, these four columns, it's one of my favorite things, but look at what you've developed. I mean, you paid the ultimate price losing your, your little girl, but you know, and there's nobody that can understand that ever. Well, but with, yeah, she's, she's the one Jane. I mean, people are often saying, you know, they reference Esther 414 which that reference is, you know, how, you know, when Mel or, uh, Mordecai would, said to Queen Esther, how do you know that you're not made for a time such as this? Mm -hmm. So people reference that with me and I can look back and see how God set me up for a time such as this. I see that. But really, grace is the one. Yeah. Grace gave her life yes. so that people could be saved. And yeah. that is the Genesis 50, 20 reference that we reference all the time. So what you meant for evil, God meant for good, the saving of many lives, which is happening today. And so I'm outspoken because I don't want anybody to lose their best buddy. And if you oh. can change your belief, you're going to be prepared. But yeah. then also spiritually, if you can wake up to what's happening, yeah. this is a battle for souls. Yeah. And so then this whole thing fits. Everything fits together. It in does fit. 100%. 100%. That was just a minor. I don't want people to go off thinking they, you know, they don't have to worry about it. It wasn't that bad. No, we have to stay on that. But you don't detract from that at all. I, I didn't mean to imply that. So apologies. No, it, but yeah, no, but let's no, get back to it. To, yeah. yeah, there's nothing to apologize for, Jane. Your oh, comments, I, I will always give you a 10 because it's just it's fantastic. That's <laughs> the only that's place I get a 10. But anyway, whatever. Just making a joke. We're supposed to be iron sharpens iron. And so if we just take everything that somebody says is fact, we become fools just like the the fools that went to the public fool system. We've exactly. got to have iron sharpen iron. So what you're doing, this is great. All right. So I on slide 14, I have laid out this battle between God and Satan. It, it's it's a neat graphic to show that mm -hmm. God has always mm -hmm. offered us the tree of life, which, which ultimately is Jesus Christ. And Satan tricked us. He tricked Eve at the beginning, but we've all inherited that sin where we want to pursue knowledge as an idol. And mm -hmm. so, and, you know, they fooled us with science and everything else, but we've got to, God's offering us wisdom. 
God's not against knowledge. He says in Hosea 4, 6, my, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. But it's the knowledge becoming an idol, which has really got our entire country off track. Yeah. And so then I, the closing slide 16, I'm just framing everything that's happening with the two beast systems of Revelation 13. Mm, right. Excellent. So then then uh, the fifth section is, when did this all start? And what what is this? This is the dialectics that Satan uses to get us spinning into things that we shouldn't be spinning into. So I've got a couple of those on slide 18, but just to give you a perspective of dialectics. So dialectics sure. are really propaganda tools that get us into things that, that we shouldn't be in. So for example, we have on the the evil side, the Democrats, on the less evil side, the Republicans. Notice I didn't say good side. They're so all the same, but that's versus okay. versus less yeah. evil gotcha. is really the satanic dialectic method. So then we waste countless hours on the presidential election. Sure. You know, two out of every four years, we're chasing this crazy election. And it can never fix anything because it relies on men. So Satan does this. He gets us spun out. So then we can't see what what's really happening. The esoteric agenda is this battle for souls. The exoteric, so ES versus EX, the exoteric agenda is all of these dialectics to spin us out and get us focused on things that gotcha. yeah. we really should This is well done. Scott, you have been Thank divinely you. inspired, I mean, to do so much. This could topple the whole, hopefully topples the entire uh, eugenics uh, thing that has just been normalized and kept flowing down through American history. Terrible, terrible. Well, it's interesting that you say that because when we decided to jump in and become fighters, my wife and I had thought, you know, they can hate me, they can hate you, but they can't hate Grace. Mm -hmm. And so is she going to be the one? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what God has in store, but, you know, Grace was, Grace was special. Grace was mm -hmm. one of his. And, mm -hmm. uh, they took one of his, and right. there's a price to pay for that. Oh, yeah. And you know, oh, ultimately, yeah. it can be in the next life. I don't know. But, I mean, while I'm here yet and still breathing, I know what my role is, and I, I yeah. want to, and, I just want to share with people. Yeah. All right, so then okay. part, um, part six is how, how did they pull this all off on us? And that is quite a, a piece. That one you need to be sitting down to listen to because I've exposed the American dream as a lie. And one of the things in, in slide 20, I'm calling out the Patriot Act. Yep. And in the Patriot Act, so the Patriot Act is just the modern day uh, sleight of hands where we trade freedom for government protection. Uh, but this has been happening for a long time, and that's what part six calls out. And so the Patriot Act, you'll love this humor, Jane, because I call the Patriot Act, and they, they use these terms. So PATRIOT stands for Providing Appropriate Tools Required to Intercept and Obstruct Terrorism. Wow. One. We're the terrorists, okay? So the reality is that they use these creative names like CARES, PRAP, PATRIOT. Oh, and oh I yeah. Call them all by, I call them all by one word, which is BOHICA. Have you ever heard of BOHICA before, Gene? No, no. It stands for Bend Over, Here It Comes Again. <laughs> Well, I was also thinking, um, you know, they, right. they always give it a pretty name. Like, remember, Obamacare was the Affordable Care Act, but you had to pay twenty thousand in, in, you know, upfront money, so you were essentially insuring yourself. But it was the Affordable. So yeah. So okay, Bohica, bend over here. Bohica. Here it comes again. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm going to use that. 
I'm gonna put a sign up behind me. You know, Bohica, watch out, Bohica. This is great, Scott. I, now we've got a I few like minutes. That, you know, it took me about uh, over a year to get my sense of humor yeah. back after Grace died, and her oh. and I, she just, we were two peas in a pod, and it was just so much fun to have her and her yeah. sense of humor. Listen, so I, then, I know uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, I know you have to yes. go, but I don't want to rush you. Just want you to pace. What do you most want us to know? And I also want people to remember, it's our amazing grace, just like it sounds, our amazing and then grace.net. So let's just get that right. out there and I'll put that on, you know, they'll be seeing it on the screen here. So so then okay. part seven, which is really how I want to end with, so it's perfect, is now what? And what I've called that, now what? Repent, get right with God and shine the, shine the light you have. Amen. And I, I went through both the physical preparation. So in slide 24 is the physical preparation. So advocacy, informed consent, medical directives. And then, you know, really what's important is the, the spiritual preparation. So there's a number of slides with spiritual preparation. I'll just hit slide 25 right now. The basic checklist of preparing spiritually, trust in God's promises, put on the full armor of God, shine the light you have, don't participate in evil, no. critically think before acting, pray for God's purpose. Mm -hmm. God did not give us a spirit of fear, so don't act in fear and shine light on evil don't be afraid to speak out that's beautiful and, you know, so yep. that's just a that's just a simple checklist it's not that's meant to beautiful be but it encompasses so much because i'm everybody goes through it in their own you know for their own self so i'm thinking okay i go out on a limb but that's okay don't be afraid god is with me this is beautiful scott i i um will yeah we'll keep this up for a minute or two this is so great. Look at what you've created. You, if, from... if you would close with slide 22, it would kind sure. of be neat because 22. what it does, Jane, we have one of the, we have a local billboard campaign, as I referenced. So we've got one of Grace's billboards and it has a picture of Grace with her cat on slide 22. So that's how I'd like to close today for people to see that. And yeah, absolutely. It is really and important. We're I... in an urgent time. We are, it is, it is urgent to get right with God. And that's what I want to close with. 100%. And I just wanted a follow-up question. That doctor that sat behind you at that event who didn't even know Grace was gone, what was the outcome of that discussion? Did you red pill him? What happened? I, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, he, he actually went to the bathroom and came back. So that was a step in the right direction because I thought, oh, boy, he's going to, you know, when he leaves, he's not even going to come back. But he did <laughs> he's come back run. and step it's yeah. behind us. So, you know, red pilling is a process. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Hopefully, you know, we gave him one of our business cards and I, I, we prayed and we hope that he went to Grace's website, but you know, you can't red pill somebody at a demolition derby in one setting, but hopefully, yeah. you know, God orchestrated the meeting for a reason. Yeah. So, you know, and whatever his plans were, I, I would believe we've always liked him. He was one, he was uh, Travis and Jessica's pediatricians or pediatrician, and we we just gen he is, he's just as a likable guy. So yeah. hopefully by sitting with us that day, you know I, I hope he starts the journey. And well, you know I after your red pill, what I call it out in part seven is now it's time to be white pilled, yeah. because that's what the journey is about. Let's get into the white pill lane, which is God's lane. And you can be sure that he will not miss those billboards going forward. <laughs> I so. agree 100%.
Okay, the website is ouramazinggrace.net. You'll find all of these resources. This is a beautiful slide deck. Really, Scott, you should be so proud. And I know that, um, you know, right now, Grace, Grace knows everything. She knows everything. She's with God. And I'm sure she's just like, God, that's my buddy, my dad. You know, you guys were buddies, so. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. She, you know, she called me earthly dad, Jane. Earthly yeah. dad. Wow. Earthly dad. Wow. She yeah. must have been very um, connected to her creator, our creator. She was. That's beautiful. Wow. Scott, you always um, move me and inspire me. So thanks. Yeah. The, the feeling is mutual, Jane. Thank you very much for having me on today. You bet. God bless. See you soon. Same to you. All right. Well, that's it for this edition of the Dr. Jane Ruby Show. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight, and I'll see you tomorrow morning for Coffee Chat. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Jane Ruby with a post-show announcement. I'm so excited to advise you all that since the taping of this show with Scott Shera, that he has received word from the courts that the defendant's motion to dismiss has been rejected by the court, which essentially means their opposition to this motion has survived and the case has survived. This will be the first hospital murder case in the United States that we know of that is going to trial. The jury will be selected on Monday, November 4th, 2024. That's the day before the 2024 presidential election, if that occurs itself. But we wanted you to know that since uh, Scott was here uh, just a short time ago for the show, that he got word. And we are very excited for Scott, Cindy, his wife, and the entire family for this victory. So well-deserved. And justice in this case has been done. We pray for the Shara family and for the soul of, of Grace Shara that this justice continues. Thanks so much for staying with us till the end of the show. I tell you all the time, you never know what you're going to find out if you watch it to the end. God bless you all. Have a great night. Medical disclaimer, the Dr. Jane Ruby Show does not provide medical advice. The information, including but not limited to, texts, graphics, images, and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with Dr. Jane Ruby. No material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.